exactly what I want to do. It's, it's the, the Dr. Dr. T.C. Martin. You say I'm insane? I say thank you very much. The doctor is now in. Oh, yeah, that's what we do here. We go for a little Roddy Roddy Piper, a guy out of Scotland, and he goes, brings on an Irishman like this. This is what we're going to do. I don't know what kind of wrestler this guy is. I don't know if he's Tino Santana. I don't know who he thinks he is. Definitely not the Iron Sheik. But that is the one and only Steve Berline marching his way down the aisle right now. Listen, let's give Berline an introduction here. Let's give him. Now making his way down the aisle, hailing from some prissy suburb in Southern California, weighing in at 238 pounds. Well, that was his plane weight. Now, now he's from parts unknown, weight unknown. The one and only Steve, <laughs> the Beast, Burline. <laughs> the Beast. You like that? The golden Boy. The, go- the Golden Boy <laughs> should be, yeah. I mean, I know it's already been taken, probably. That's true. But, uh, uh, but you know, it, uh, we'll, we'll still steal it. We'll steal it again anyway. And I appreciate the, uh, uh, the keeping my weight confidential. Um, <laughs> but I will say this. You're way heavy. On the uh, plane weight. Come on, man. I, I was a no, no. I was a 220, 225 guy. I was gonna say that. I, I was I was gonna I was gonna go the two twenties, but again, I was in that wrestling mode. And usually, when you introduce the wrestlers, you got to be above like you know two thirty five, two forty, or fifty to. Yeah, to, you got to pump know. it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. Get it. yeah. So that was yeah. the only, that yeah. was the only thing there. But uh, I know you were a wrestling fan back in the day, Steve. I know. I know you were. You think I was? Yeah, yeah. Who? Come on. Who was your guy? Well, come on now. Well, 70s, now 80s. I didn't know. I didn't realize we were going to go this route. I didn't realize we were going to have this conversation. Neither did I. You should have uh, just seen how this show. This is a wild Wednesday edition of the TC Martin Show. You, this first segment was off the rails. It went everywhere, and, and and wrestling came up. There it is. Go ahead. Wrestling. So when you say wrestling, what kind of wrestling? You talking about like the uh, WWF stuff? Yeah, yeah, back in the day. You know, not this, not oh, not, not well, this WWE modern day stuff. Well, but when you were a kid well, growing up, what'd you like, man? Well, I just I'm just going to tell you this. I, I I became when I was in North Carolina um, with the Panthers. Um, you know, I lived there for for 15 years from 1996 through 2011, and I became pretty good friends with a Nature Boy. Uh, I knew and, it. Uh, yeah. I mean, he he he's a Charlotte guy. And, uh, you know, he's kind of an iconic figure out there. And getting to know him pretty well and, and getting to spend some time and throw down a few with him, it was, uh, believe me, every experience was memorable. And uh, uh, he's just one of those guys, you know, that... <laughs> I was going to ask you for it. I didn't even have to deliver it. Unabated to the quarterback, we call that. <laughs> Unabated, that's right. So... Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was always part of the night. It, it, it would come out many times throughout the course of the evening, as you can imagine. Oh, uh, that's good. Stuff. So after you got in the end zone, or you completed like a, a long bomb to Masin Mohammed or something, or whatever, did you get one of these? Woo! Is that what you? Is that what you gave? <laughs> did you do that? You know, that takes way too much effort to do that. That's man. true. You gotta, to do it the way to do it the way that he does it, you got to put everything into it, and uh, I just. I wasn't in the mood for putting that kind of energy into 
into those kind of celebrations. So, no, that was not part of my routine. You know, I, I wish I would have uh, uh, known Steve during my uh, wrestling days. Uh, you, you, you know, probably don't know this, Steve, but I promoted professional wrestling for many, many years back in the day. So I've worked with a lot Did of those guys. Really? And uh, I could see you. I, I if, if we would have known each other then, I would have brought you in as a special guest referee. You would have liked that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have done that. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I would have done it as a special guest wrestler. No, but referee. I would have done the referee for sure. Yeah. For you'd, sure. Yeah. You'd look good. You'd look good in that, you know, like a powder blue <laughs> and the bow tie. I mean, I, I oh, bet, yeah. and I bet you could get down too. One, two, oh, foot on the oh, rope, two and a I half. I would be down. I, <laughs> that's right. I'd be down pounding that, pounding that pad for sure. There you go. And right no now, the only thing he's pounding now is fried chicken. That's what oh. Steve Burley's pounding. There he is. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. That's right. Good stuff, man. <laughs> How you been, brother? How things yeah. going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain. You know, uh, obviously a lot of really cool things to talk about with, uh, with the football, which is, you know, really where my, my wheelhouse is here, but in <laughs> no, general, it, life no, is pretty not. good. No, it's not. It, it really I mean, is. you, you think that just because you're a former <laughs> quarterback, but your wheelhouse is food and golf and, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, some of those, uh, those beverages, you know, that's, you know, <laughs> You know, I, I have I have gained a lot of knowledge in those areas over the years, no <laughs> doubt about it. There's absolutely no doubt. I'm not going to deny that. All right. I want to talk um, quarterbacks what with I, you. That's what I want. What I'm looking at right now, though, I mean, I, today for the first time in, I don't know, it seems like uh, a, a half a year, we've actually got a sunny day out here in California. Wow. So it, uh, the sky is clear. It looks beautiful. Um, so, you know, we got to celebrate that because – we take it for granted all the time. And the, the weather we've had out here for the last month has been absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. So I know you guys have probably been getting some of it too, but yeah, uh, it's been really ridiculous out here. All right. And see, and he's not celebrating it. Uh, a beautiful day in Southern California, the golf course. He's taking time to spend with us. I appreciate that, man. That's a, that's a nice yeah, sacrifice. Too soggy on the golf course. Yeah, that's there, the it reason why. there it is. <laughs> all right, man, let's talk some QBs, man. So we saw Tom Brady's last game. On Monday night, as the Buccaneers lost to the Cowboys, uh, going back a week, we saw Aaron Rodgers' potential final game with the Packers. You know, neither one of those guys' season ended the way they wanted it to. Uh, could it be move on for both of those or one of those guys or retire for one or both or none? What do you think? Let's start with Tom Brady. Okay. First of all, give us your synopsis of, of, of what you saw from Brady again Monday night, the whole year. And what do you think, man? Is is he coming back or not? Well, I personally think he's going to step away. I think I think he's going to be done for good. I think this year kind of went the way that that I thought it would in terms of um, the overall success and the frustration. You know, obviously, I didn't I didn't see the divorce stuff coming and all the the stuff in his personal life heading in the direction that it, that it did. But I just felt like it was a mistake for him to come back and that, um, you know, the right time was really last year. Um, you know, the way it ended this year, obviously the frustration had mounted to the point where uh, when you look at the second half of that game the other night, it was almost like he was resigned to the fact that you, know, you didn't see the fire, you didn't see the, um, the, the emotion coming out that you normally would see in, in the Tom Brady of old. Um, and I think this year just took a lot out of him, uh, both physically and mentally. 
And so I'd be surprised if he came back uh, to play another year. Now, my prediction is if he does come back, it's what I think what Vegas wants to hear is that I think he's going to end up coming back and maybe playing for the Raiders if he decides to go another year. Um, and, you know, I don't know whether that's something that, that um, on the football field will be celebrated with uh, a deep run to the playoffs, but I know the attention and the energy and the um, the focus that, a move like that would bring to the to the Raiders organization would be very positive, and and you know how it would turn out. Who knows? I can't imagine it it, it getting better uh, at this point in his career. I think it's I think the struggle's real for him right now, and I think it's going to continue that way if he decides to come back and play some more. So I think you're the perfect guy to ask this question because we always hear the you know, the Raiders talking about. You know Brady or Rogers or you know these veteran you know quarterbacks. All right, you played for the organization. I understand you still got ties to the organization, but then again, you're a quarterback and you played for for many teams and you know this league well. If you're say Tom Brady or even Aaron Rodgers or Steve Berline, you know with maybe one or two years left in your career. All right, these Raiders, the way it is right now. Is it really an attractive move for a a quarterback, especially a top-tier quarterback, when you look at an organization like this and knowing that they haven't won, and even this year you get Devontae Adams and so much more was expected of this team, and again, it was the same old Raiders. Is, is this an organization that that you want to be part of? You know, there, there are a few organizations in the NFL uh, that I think just carry a, a a different level of um, you know notoriety and respect and maybe esteem uh, from from football players and and I think if you were to go around and take a survey, you would find that a surprisingly large number of players, especially now that the Raiders are in Vegas. Uh, that would put the Raiders as one of their top two or three choices if they had the choice to go wherever they wanted. They, uh, there'd be a lot more of them with number one than you would think, too. But I think in the top three, you, uh, there'd be a very, very large percentage of those players that would say that would be their destination of choice. And um, it's because of the mystique of the Raiders from the past. Um, it's always had that kind of, you know, that kind of reputation uh, that kind of um, um, you know, just overall respect uh, from from football players. Guys want to wear that uniform, and um, even even with the struggles that they've had, and um, you know, the last I don't know how you can go back to the early '80s. I guess was the last time. Well, yeah, I mean, let's just go back to the Rich Gannon years, right? Where they they were they were in the uh, Super Bowl, and uh, Rich Gannon was the NFL MVP. You know. Those were the last really good years for the Raiders, but uh, this generation of players, I still think they have the same kind of uh, reverence for that for that helmet, for that for that uh, silver and black. And uh, you'd be surprised how many guys would want to go there. I guess it just is a little surprising to me, especially say if you're a Brady or Rogers, because first and foremost, you got to look at okay, 
who's on this team right now. They haven't been winning the coaching situation. And then more importantly, I think if you're a quarterback, right, is the offensive line. And the, the Raiders did nothing to address that offensive line in the last draft or the last couple seasons. And as, as you know, I mean, that's been the Achilles heel, but as a quarterback, I mean, isn't, what is the first thing that you look at? I mean, do you look at that prestige and history? And I know a guy like you, you know, anyone our age and stuff like that, you know, that means a lot. But does it to a guy, say, maybe in his mid-20s, early 30s, and, you know, Brady, I mean, okay, he's 45, Rogers, you know, 40. I mean, these guys, okay, they're, they're older guys. And even really when they played, especially Rogers, the Raiders still weren't that perennial playoff team. So right. I don't know. I guess I mean, don't you don't don't you? What's the first thing you're going to look at? Wouldn't it be the O line and the receivers? Well, you you have to look at that, of course. And and to get a guy like that, to get a to get one of the older, you know, just talking about those two guys and any uh, other you know top notch uh, proven quarterback uh, that that's that possibly might be available. Uh, that's one of the first questions they're going to ask is, hey, what what are you going to do with the offensive line? Um, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to re-sign Darren Waller? Is his head going to be in the right place? Um, is Devontae Adams going to be happy? Are we going to find a way to, to really, uh, go after that, that really established solid number two guy? Um, you know, hopefully is, is Jacob's going to be back? Uh, you know, that you're going to want to know what that, that team is going to look like before you commit to it. But for sure. The offensive line, it's got to be something. They can't give it lip service. They've got to go out and make the moves either through the draft or uh, through free agency to bring in um, the right people to solidify those guys up front and give them some stability there uh, before you're going to have a chance to bring in any kind of a marquee quarterback. So, um, but you know, if Brady, if Brady decides and if it's good, if they're having those conversations, I'm sure that the Raiders organization, the brass will make the right decisions and, and bring the people in if they decide they want to go that route. Same with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, those, those questions will be addressed and dealt with, I think, in the right way. All right. You say Brady, you think he's done. Rodgers, what do you think? Return to Green Bay, another team, or done? Well, I, I think – I don't think he's done. There's no way he's done. I mean, he, he, he loves being in the position where uh, everybody's asking what he's going to do. Uh, you can tell, he, I mean, going on the McAfee show today, uh, you know, and, and freaking Cowboy McAfee, that guy. Um, I don't know if you saw him today, but, uh, you know, the way that Aaron left it open as to whether he would come back uh, to the Packers or play for another team, you know, he likes being the center of those, those discussions and those uh, question marks. And uh, I would be very surprised after signing the extension that he signed uh, last year, uh, I'd be very surprised if the Packers were accommodating to him, letting him go and really for him even pushing to leave. But, um, if it does happen, you know that Devontae Adams is going to be his number one cheerleader. And, and I do think that the Raiders would be an attractive spot for Aaron Rodgers as well. I think those are two very realistic possibilities, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. I do believe Brady is going to retire. I do believe that Aaron Rodgers is not going to retire. Uh, but my gut tells me he's going to go back to Green Bay. But if not, I think the Raiders would be a really interesting destination for him. All right, Steve Berline joins us, the former quarterback himself, and again, uh, CBS Sports 
C. Burline, Josh Allen is a guy that I know that you like a lot. Uh, let's talk yeah. about his performance from last week. Sacked seven times in that game against Miami. Three turnovers. Uh, the costly fumble returned back for a touchdown. Uh, two interceptions. Nice face in Cincinnati. How much should we read into Allen's performance from last week as they get ready to face the Bengals? Not much. Not much at all. I mean, you look at how he's played in the big games to this point in his career. Um, think about what he did in that AFC championship game last year uh, against Kansas City. In Kansas City, uh, in that shootout of a game, and, and uh, uh, you know that, that should tell you all you need to know about this guy. And, um, yes, does he have to be more careful? For sure he has to be more careful. Uh, he has to be much more disciplined and when he takes his chances and when he uh, puts the ball at risk, um, no doubt about it. But when you look at the throws that he makes on a weekly basis, when he's healthy, um, there's nobody that can do those things. I mean, those touchdown passes that he threw, uh, there's just three passes that jump out at me. The Dawson Knox touchdown, the uh, Stephon Diggs uh, touchdown, and then um, the Gabe Davis touchdown yeah. late in that game against Miami that sealed it. Those were all throws that very few quarterbacks can make. And he makes it look easy. Every one of them makes them look easy. And you do not want to take away what makes him so special and so unique, and that is his, his mentality, his aggressiveness, his killer instinct of wanting to go for the jugular. But he's got to learn in some of those third down and short situations or fourth and short situations that is not the time to take a shot down the field and try to throw the dagger at him right there and sometimes it's better to make the first down move the chains keep the ball away from your opponent and and just play smart ball control football and those are lessons that he's learning on the move fortunately against Miami they found a way to squeak that game out but uh, he's a guy you, you do not want to change anything except maybe try to teach him a little bit more about you know, being more selective when he's going to put uh, the ball at risk and taking those chances. Dak Prescott. We've seen good Prescott. We see some bad Prescott. He was very good against uh, Tampa Bay on uh, Monday night. And now uh, Dak Prescott moves on to San Francisco. How do you think that he will fare against his Niners defense? This will be a different animal, TC. You yeah. just, uh, you, you mark my words on this one. Uh, it was too easy. Oh, no, Chuck, pen, the night. get and pen ready. We're going to mark these words. Okay, here we go. Mark these down. Okay, yes. hold on. I got number two too, pencil was, here. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it was too easy uh, this past, uh, you know, on, on, on Monday night for, for Dak yeah. and the Cowboys. I don't know what the, the Buccaneers uh, ate before the game or whether somebody, <laughs> you know, uh, roofied them. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but that team played with no emotion, no fire, no energy. Uh, I never once felt like they were trying to um, to disrupt the Cowboys and, and slow them down. I mean, I, if I were coaching the Buccaneers' defense from from the moment they got down two or three scores, I would have said, "Listen, this guy Dak Prescott is he's having a field day back there. He's just no one's getting any pressure on him at all. Everybody's wide open down the field, easy throws and catches." Uh, let's do something to disrupt his rhythm and, and put some pressure, get some hands in his face, hit him a couple of times, bring some people off the edges, you know, 
make them work for it a little bit. And it just never happened. And so you got to give credit to Dak and the Cowboys. They were ready to play for sure. Uh, but it was, I was watching that game on a plane on the way home um, from New York. I had done my show that day in New York. And I'm sitting there literally like talking to myself in first class. And everybody's looking at me. I'm like, what the hell is Tampa Bay doing here? I mean, it's just, it's just they're making it way too easy. And you know that the San Francisco 49ers defense is not going to do that. They are going to put pressure on Dak, and they are going to make him make quick decisions, and they're going to challenge every throw that he makes. And I expect it to be a much different situation this week, right. the way the 49ers are playing right now. All right, Jalen Hurts. He's had the shoulder injury, but Philly hasn't looked good in – you know, three of their last four games. Heck, they had losses to to Dallas and New Orleans over that. How much of a concern are you as as Hertz comes back here and facing this Giants team that is playing some good ball? I understand it's a division foe, and they handled them. You know, twice, even you know, beat them uh, with with giant backups last time. But as we know, Steve, we've seen teams kind of limp into the playoffs before, and sometimes it doesn't work out so good. Philly doesn't have a great history as of late, you know, either. Uh, how do you how do you read this game and specifically talk about Hurts against the Giants D? I think it's going to be a, a fantastic football game. I mean, I really do. I think um, the Giants, with what is, is happening there right now with the uh, evolution and the development of Daniel Jones, I mean, he literally was Superman last week. Uh, put that cape on early, and he kept it on the whole game. And uh, what he did with his feet, what he did with his arm, what he did when the game was on the line in a tough situation in Miami as the underdog, uh, I, I could not have been more impressed. And and also, you know, we all know that Brian Dable gets the credit for that for for what he's done with uh, with with uh, Daniel Jones and. Uh, you know, he proved, he proved himself with Josh Allen the first couple of years with Josh Allen, but then to have him do what he did with Daniel Jones in one year is absolutely spectacular. So if I'm the Eagles, I'm scared. I don't, this is a, this is a scary game. Uh, this is a team that believes in themselves, that believes that they're, they're there for a reason, uh, to shock the world. And, um, you know, I'm a little bit concerned if I'm Philadelphia, although I do believe the week off, um, with a focus on, um, you know, what, really just trying to get everybody healthy, especially Jalen Hurts. I think the Eagles are going to be ready to play, and I think the Eagles will win this game, but I think it's going to be a fantastic football game to watch. And the Eagles win because they're rested and the game's in Philadelphia, but I think the Giants are going to scare the heck out of them. All right, uh, Steve Burling calling for a close game. Maybe the Giants plus 7.5 here. All right, my man, as we send you out to some Ric Flair, Best bet for the weekend for you, Steve Berline. What's the best bet for you? Who's the automatic? I think the, best be- I think the automatic, to be honest, I think it's the, the, the San Francisco yeah. 49ers. Yep. I think it's the Niners. I really do. All right. So, what, what is that? Oh, are, are you are are you are you are you texting me? Are you is that is that you uh, sending me money via, via Venmo or PayPal right now? You say you want me to go to the sports book? You want me to go over to the Westgate? Is that what you saying? I, I I have not said that yet, but off 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 record here, off the line, I may say that. That's a great idea, as a matter of fact. That's right, man. You're you're in the clear. You're in the clear, man. So you're 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 good. All right. But he, I, I love it. And I, I, by the way, for the record, too, I also like the Chiefs against the Jaguars. Yes. I think 
incredible story, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, but uh, that's that it ends in Kansas City, I believe. My man, great stuff as usual. All right, well, we'll talk to you a little bit more. Uh, we'll I'll be looking for that for that Venmo or whatever. I'll uh, uh, there you go. Send you a copy <laughs> of your ticket and maybe a chicken wing or two. We'll accompany you that ticket too. You never know. Ooh, I love it. Hey, you know the thing Ooh, is, if you do, it, if, you, if if you bet this, you know what you mean. That means you got to come to Vegas and collect, baby. There you go. Road trip. No. I will happily come to Vegas and collect. No doubt about it. All right, my man. Be good. Enjoy the weekend games, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. See you. There he is, my man. Steve Burline, Ric Flair fan. Who would have known? That makes sense. His time back there in Charlotte. I was going to say, Charlotte, it's right there. uh, Totally. (laughs) 